project Teriyag day 52, Mitzvah Shin And that is, which means not to hurt another person with what one says. We learn from the Pasuk also, a person shouldn't cause injury or harm or damage to his friend. And now we're not talking about in the context of business, we're talking about in the context of saying things which are going to cause the other person pain. The reason for the mitzvah is straightforward, and that is the Torah wants to increase friendship and love between people and peace, and obviously a primary reason for discord and for the arguments is the words people use to insult or to hurt each other. Examples of this the Gemara gives, if a person has done shiva and changed their lifestyle, they shouldn't be reminded of the various they did in the past, or a gar shouldn't be reminded of the sins of his ancestors. If a person is suffering sickness or other terrors, so it shouldn't be presented to him as he must have done something wrong, and that's why you're being punished. And even in a less of a context, but would still cause a person pain. For example, to ask a merchant how much various items he's selling cost if a person has no intention of buying and therefore it's just disappointing him when he doesn't make a sale will also be in the category of Oinoas Tvarim. The Gemara says that Oinoas Tvarim causes on pain. What it says about him is more, more homer even than overcharging him in business. And the reason for that is and here it says, an extra word you should be afraid of Hashem, because it's obviously coming to warn about how serious and aver it is. As well as the fact that those things which a person could excuse and aren't clearly wrong, so the Torah tells us, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu does understand the person's intentions and his thoughts. And therefore, if his thoughts were to cause somebody else pain, the Kodesh Baruch was aware of that. And it's not just in speech, but for this we understand that any other action which can hurt or cause pain to another person would be included in this, in this Isra as well. This Isra applies in every time, every place, both men and to ladies. Even related to children, is an Isra to necessarily cause pain or Tsar embarrassment to a child, except obviously if a person is in the capacity of giving his child chinuch, disciplining him, in which case what's necessary in order to discipline would be, would be a dad. Says the chinuch, a person who is careful not to harm, hurt other people, yimtzachayim bracha v'chavit, who found life and bracha and he'll get honor as well. Nechazal said that a person who gives honor will receive honor. And if a person does cause unnecessary hurt or tsar to other people, he's over in this lab, but since it doesn't have an action accomplished through speech, so therefore the person can't give malchus. But, Nechazal says, the Kodesh Baruch has many different ways of administering malchus punishments in place of Bethlehem. Chinuch adds though that if a person is offended by someone else or attacked by them verbally, then the Torah doesn't expect people not to be not to re-answer and to remain completely 
silent, even though there is such a matter, but the Torah does this better from everybody. And therefore, the Mitzvah means that a person shouldn't be the one to begin an argument, or to be the aggressor, so to speak, in a, in a disagreement. And also, if a person responds, not with anger, but with gently, so then that takes away and often the escalation of a fight which would otherwise result. Also, he says a person who doesn't look to be involved in arguments, normally people won't look to offend them unless you're talking about a shaita, someone who isn't quite in full capacity of his understanding. And for a person like that, a person shouldn't feel slighted if such a person would offend him. Chinuch says it's similar to the halach that if a person comes to attack you, you can attack him first. Because the Torah doesn't expect people to become a victim, nothing. Same thing over here, if a person is coming to attack you with what they say, you're allowed to answer back to defend yourself. However, there is a darga, what the Gemara calls, people who are embarrassed and wouldn't return the insult. They hear people disgracing them, they don't respond. And obviously that's a big madrega for a person who's on, on the level to do that. Mitzvah and that is not to sell Eretz Yisrael permanently. The Pasuk says, The land shouldn't be sold forever. The Rambam explains this to mean that even though there's a din of Yovel, and every 50 years when the Yovel arrives, the land will return to its first owner. It's still also for people to make a condition that we're going to sell it beyond the Yovel and not uh, return it to its owner what's the first I know when the Yavl arrives. The Ramban points out that whether such a condition works will be based on the Machlokas, and that is when the Torah says not to do something, and one does it, then would the Kenyan take effect in, in, against what the Torah wanted, just the person done in Avera, or the Torah telling you that such a thing can't happen, and therefore would have no halachic validity, the Kenyan wouldn't work. It's not like it's in the Gemara. Either way around, the Ramban explains the Pasuk, don't sell learners to stroll to a non-Jew, because by them the evil doesn't apply. And in that case, a person is selling the land forever. The halacha of evil is that any field which is sold without uh, any more conditions attached, or even if a person says, I want to sell the field in disregard of the evil forever, the evil will return it to its previous owner. However, if a person sells the field for time, even if the time will go over the boundary of the evil, for example, if a person sells his field for 60 years, so then the field will be sold for 60 years, the evil doesn't break a sale which is time-based. The Ramban explains the difference between evil and Shemitah, that by the evil, we just explained, that a person can't make a condition to, to make a sale when the evil will not affect the sale, Whereas by Shemitah, even though the Shemitah should return debts to their owners, if the agreement between the borrower and the lender is that he will repay the debt even after Shemitah, then it works. And the Rabbani explains the difference is, is because by Shemitah, only the, the lender is instructed not to demand repayment of the debt after Shemitah. And if the borrower agrees to pay anyway, so then it's a minor condition which will work. Whereas by the Yovel, both parties, both the buyer and the seller, are instructed not to sell 
beyond the Yagul, in which case it's not a shadow of Mechila, where one of them can, so to speak, forgive the other. If the Torah instructs both of them, then it means that the Torah insists, so to speak, that this is what has to happen, and therefore conditions to the contrary wouldn't be effective. If a person sells his ancestral homeland, the halakha is if he finds money, he can buy it back again. However, it has to be different sources of money that he finds later on. A person can't sell a second field which he was given as a gift or bought previously in order to recover the money to buy his family estate. The Torah says, when Matzah which has to find money after which he didn't have before. Similarly, a person can't borrow money in order to buy back his Tehachosa. The Torah says it has to be money which is now his. The halakha of a is that a person who sold it can buy it back after two years, whenever he has the money, and he can return the difference in price until the oval to the buyer. But this only, only applies to a stayachuz, which is a field which a person gets in Yerusha, whether it's directly from his father, even from his mother, which, as a result, when she would be the only Yerush heir of her parents, so then she would inherit their land and transfer it to her children after her. However, other property which he buys was given as a gift doesn't have the dinner of Stehachosa and can't be brought back. When it comes to houses, there's a difference between a house in a city, Bata Ari to a house which is in the open without a wall around it, which is called Bata Yachatarium. Bata Yachatarium houses in a non walled city have the same thing as a Stehachosa, which means that they can be brought back whenever a person provides the money, or the difference in the money of what was to purchase a property. The difference is that by a field a person has to wait a minimum of two years or two harvests before he can buy it back, which doesn't apply to a house, and that's also a minimum share. In other words, they can't decide that they want to sell it back after a year. The Torah insists that it has to be at least two harvests by the buyer. Chedach says the reason for this is that people shouldn't be too quick to sell their property and just assuming I can buy it back as soon as I want. The still of two harvests doesn't depend on two years, and therefore if one of the two years was a year of drought or some other form of physical reason why the field couldn't be planted or couldn't be reaped, that wouldn't count as one of the two harvests. Um, also, if a person would sell the field in the oval itself, it's not a sale. It has to be the field sold in a regular year when one's allowed to sell property. If a person would sell just his trees, and that also is a sale, except the trees wouldn't go back in the oval, because the din of the oval is only if the land goes back, not things which are planted on the land. And in the case where a person buys a property, and then plants trees and makes it better, whatever it would be, and now the oval goes back, so it's true the land itself will return to its previous owner. However, any added value to the property, which is, which is as a result of what the buyer did during the amount of time that he was there, has to be repaid to him. This mitzvah applies both to men and to women, obviously in Eretz Yisrael, where the din of Yevil applies, and if a person is over in this and sells a field, or tries to sell a field forever, then the high of Malchus, even if it's not going to work, but nevertheless the Torah forbade the transaction. And it's according to the Rambam, according to the Ramban, the mitzvah is applied to sell it to a guy, and then that's when a person would be chayev if he did it. The shinmem is to return property to its owner in the evil. The Pasuk says, 
Goelach didn't know the arts. Any place where you live, Goelach, which means the person should redeem the land, and that is by giving it back to its first owner. This mitzvah applies to men and to ladies in Anyaris Israel and the times when the Yevil was applicable, and that's when the whole Kha Israel is living on Anyaris Israel. If a person is over in this mitzvah and doesn't return the land that he bought to its original owner, he is over in this mitzvah saseh. But like all mitzvah saseh, the Torah doesn't threaten punishment. Mitzvah shin memanif, and there is a mitzvah of being poida, redeeming a house in a walled city until one year. And that is that a person who sells a house in a walled city, the apostle says, then he has a one year when he sold it to buy it back again. And after that, it's considered belonging to the buyer and doesn't go back again in the year. The reason? It says that number one, Hashem wants people to, so to speak, buy it back quickly. And if he gives them a year, which they're allowed to buy it back. And also, he says it's like kind of a kness. If they keep a story, so a person shouldn't be quick to sell property in Eretz Israel. And therefore, once it's no longer buying for a year, he, so to speak, loses the opportunity to get it back again. And this means a plan specifically to walled cities. Open cities, like we saw previously, what's called Bata Hakateris, a person can buy back later, similar to a field. The halacha is that they will count the 12 man, months from the day of the sale, and if it will be sold a number of times from the day of the sale of the first one, and if it comes the time to repay within, within the, end of the, at the end of the year, and let's say the seller comes to the buyer and he's not at home, there's no one to take the money from him. So there's a chazal if he can leave the money with the bastin on behalf of the of the buyer, and then he can take back his property. The salach of a walled city applies to anything within a walled city, not just houses. The person has other things. For example, he has gardens, or he has buildings, or other things within the walled city. The halach would apply the same way that he has one year to buy him back again. The rules of a walled city is that it has to have a wall besides for the, ha- the outer wall of the houses, the outside ring of the city. Also, it has to be that the wall was built before it was the city was built. But if the wall only came afterwards, that's not called an irchayma. And also, it has to have been walled from the time that Yeshua conquered Eretz Israel. And cities which are walled later don't have that status. And lastly, Yishalayim, even though it has all those conditions, but the Allah is, since it wasn't given to the Shvatim, then the Stina of Ir Choyma doesn't apply to houses in Yishalayim. The Chinuch adds that that Stina of water is from the time of Yishal was only until the first Karnas. However, the time of the first Chorban, then everything was destroyed. And when Ezra re-entered Eretz Israel at the beginning of the period of the second base of Mekdash, so then we look at which cities were walled, the time of Ezra, and he says the same thing will happen in the future in the time of Mashiach, that the din of Arachim will apply to those cities which are walled in the time of Mashiach. And what's interesting is that he bases this on the din of Shemitah and Yevil, and that is that when Shemitah and Yevil will start being applicable again, so then the din of Bata Arachim will come back as well. 
even though the still of Arachoma looks on one side like Ribis, because the, the amount that he has to repay to re recover his house is the same as the purchase price, we don't minimize the value of the property for the less than a year that the buyer lived there, in which case really the buyer is getting back the full amount of money that he paid, as well as the use of the house for as long as he was there. The Gemara already says that even though it looks a little bit like Ribis, in this case the Torah permitted it. to a person can't borrow money to pay to get his house back and also a person can't pay for an installment just to pay all the money at once. The halacha is that if either the buyer or the seller would die so then this then would transfer to their children that either that the buyer has to return it within a year or his children or the seller or his children would have to a year to buy it back. This means supplies in Eretz Israel when the time of the year will both to men and to ladies. Means for Shimon base applies to the cities of the Levim, and it's known that Levi wasn't given their own section of Israel, and therefore each of the other Shvatim had, had to donate, so to speak, certain of their cities as places for the Levim to live. The Torah talks about 48 cities, of which six were already Miklat, cities of refuge, which besides the cities of Levim, and then the 42 cities, which were cities for the Levim to live in. And then the Torah says that each of these fields has to have around it a thousand amas, which is a migrash, which basically means an open area, which for the beauty of the city. And besides for that, three thousand amas are fields or vineyards. And the halacha is, and that's our mitzvah, that a person can't change the, the fields into this open area or the open area into the fields. The reason, very interesting, the Chinuch says, but since the Levim were the ones who were dedicated themselves to learning Torah and they weren't involved in agriculture like the other Shvatim, if that's the case, the Chachma would be with them. And like the Pasuk says, Yeru Mishpatech Adiyakov Yisrael, they would be the ones to teach Kha Yisrael the Torah. If that's the case, Kha would always be coming to visit the cities of the Levim to learn from them or to ask questions if something came up. And therefore, since they were places which people would always be visiting, the halacha is that they have to be in a way which is more impressive, and therefore they need this area around the city of fields or of an open space to make the city look more beautiful, and it's a show of the whole place Israel that the Aradavim are more impressive. The side point that Hanagmura says is that besides for these 3,000 amas outside the field, another allocation of property which is needed for every field is a place to be used for a basic forest. The halacha is that the Levim in their own cities aren't restricted by Yovel and they can always buy back their houses if they would have sold them. This mitzvah only applies in Israel when Kaishrul are there and it applies both to the Levim who are living in the cities and the Yisraelim outside the cities, both men and ladies, that no one's allowed to change the designation of the property around the Arya Levim either as an open space called the Migrash or the place for their fields. If a person would change this, and it's been over a level, it would be Chayv Marcus, but the Chinuch says he's not sure how much a person would have to change in order to incur this, this penalty. The Chinuch ends this mitzvah by mentioning the famous words of the Rambam, that just as Levi, as a Shevet, near Yisrael, was given the privilege because they dedicated themselves to Torah, it says, Lo Shevet Levi Bilvad, not just Shevet Levi, would deserve such special treatment. And every human being 
Anybody who decides to separate himself from the world of commerce or money, agriculture, and dedicate himself to serving Hashem, to learn and to teach Torah. And he detaches himself from all the things which people would look to look to get, whether financial or otherwise. And harazin is Kaddish Kaddish Kadoshim. That person becomes more elevated, more holy. Hashem will take care of him and provide his needs just like he did for Shavit Levi.